Hello, and thank you for joining us at the Heights Baptist Podcast. It's here on this podcast where you're going to find practical episodes such as this that help you connect your faith with your everyday life. You can also, uh, here on our podcast, find our sermons in our current sermon series as well. Uh, My name is Lee, and I'm one of the pastors here at Heights, and I'm joined uh, today by always with my esteemed colleague and co-host, Pastor Matt Hogan. And um, what we are doing now, Matt, is we have entered into our sermon series called A Beautiful Mess, uh, where we're moving through 1 Corinthians. Um, Lord willing, we'll make it all the way through <laughs> 1 Corinthians, but we're, we're just starting in on this. And um, so today's episode, we're going to focus um, kind of a, a little deeper on issues of unity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when is it okay to be unified? But there comes sometimes where you aren't unified, right? You know, and, and so how do we do that? How do we kind of work through that in a local church sense? Um, so thank you so much for joining us for this. I uh, hope this talk is going to help you kind of think a little bit deeper in your own faith and and also your own local church involvement. And so what we would love for you as well as you're listening to the sermons and maybe something here on the podcast, let us know if you have a question. Uh, because what we're going to be doing through this series is really answering a lot of those questions and kind of going a little deeper um, uh, from the message into the podcast as well. So uh, out of the message, we are in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1 in verses 10 through 17, and Paul points out there some divisions that are happening in the church of Corinth, namely among teachers, where some people were kind of, you know, making factions, groups, cliques, if you will. You know, so there's that verse where it says, there's some of you that say, I follow Apollos, I follow Cephas, which is Peter. Right. I follow Paul, I follow Christ. Um, and Paul says, that's not good. You know, now I think he threw the I follow Christ camp in there as kind of like a little sarcasm because we would want people to follow Christ. Right, right. right. You know, or he could have thrown that in as some of you are are very prideful of that Hmm. and you're treating others, you know, kind of looking down on them. Right. But you saw, you know, prominent teachers in there, they're kind of dividing off. So what you're Um, telling me is that people having their favorite internet teacher right. is not a new thing. It's not a new it's thing. It's not a new thing. Okay. <laughs> that predated the internet, <laughs> but it's obviously causing some, some issues. And so he addresses in that passage, unity. Um, now let, let's kind of talk a little bit about unity in the sense of how within a local church, um, do we stay unified because you have a lot of different backgrounds yep. that come in to a local church like ours, not, you know, we're a Southern Baptist church, but that doesn't mean everybody grew up Southern Baptist. Right. You know, I grew up in a a Methodist church. Mm -hmm. Um, We may have people who were Catholic or, you know, Methodist, Presbyterian, nothing, you know, so how do we, how do we do that? How do you kind of think through kind of a, uh, a diagram if you have, or, you know, what, what do you, what's kind of your litmus test on how to stay unified? Um, Well, last week we talked about kind of the idea of there being open-handed issues mm-hmm. and closed-handed issues. Right. In other words, there's going to be there's going to be particular things that we need to be unified on in order to be on team Jesus. Yeah. Right? There's going to be things like, you know, who is God? Jesus is the only way. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Jesus rose again on the third day. Mm-hmm. What is the gospel? How do we have life in Jesus? These are the kinds of things that are 
I would say essential, right. you know, to the Christian, to the Christian faith. And then there's other issues that are maybe like not as important. And I think there's room for interpretation and room for disagreement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. And I think so. If you think about our first kind of test of unity is we'll call it a doctrine test. Okay. You know, and so what you're saying is there's like tier one issues. Mm -hmm. Okay. We want to make sure we are agreeing on who God is. Right, so the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Right, we want to make sure we're getting that right. You mentioned what we would call the gospel, like how is someone saved? Right, right? you know, by faith alone, through grace alone, and Christ alone. So we're going to make sure we get the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus right. And then, of course, the Bible. Yeah, you know, um, it's the Word of God. It's not the Word of man. Doesn't have theological errors. You know, it's inerrant. So for me, that's a tier one issue. And you use the term close hand, yeah. meaning we're not compromising on this. Right. You know, and, and if, if you're not on that page, then we may have to go, okay, we can't be unified because these are issues we're not convictionally moving away from. Right. Okay, so good. So what's then maybe a, a tier two issue where okay, we can say, huh, yeah, you may still be on team Jesus. Right, right, right. But we disagree on mm -hmm. this. So, Yeah, and so this is where I think, and I was thinking about this this week because we talk about that whole idea of, you know, open hand, closed hand issues. Mm -hmm. This is almost like medium hand. Right. These okay. are issues that um, we can have disagreements with about other believers, mm -hmm. but they're important enough that we feel the need to maybe worship separately. Right. This is where a lot of denominational differences come in. Yeah. The most obvious example for this one is baptism. Mm -hmm. As a Baptist church, we have very strong convictions that um, the Bible teaches that you get baptized after you come to faith in Christ. Right. Okay. There's a lot of denominations out there that might practice infant baptism mm -hmm. where they'll baptize babies when they're little um, in the hope and the promise and trusting that one day they will make a profession of faith. Right. They have a different understanding of how baptism works in the life of the church. Right. All right. Now, um, they're still good people who love Jesus and believe the Bible. Yeah. But that, that issue of baptism is important enough that most Baptists would say, we can't necessarily be part of the same local congregation right. because we have this conviction about baptism. But that doesn't mean that we, that doesn't mean that we can't work together. Right. That doesn't mean that we can't partner with you. That doesn't mean that we say ugly things about you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I would agree like baptism is one where that's a, a distinctive yeah. where we would go, okay, this is what separates us within our local churches. Uh-huh. But as long as you're in agreement of how you came to faith in Christ, then we can be part of the overall universal church. Right. You know, and so like you said, there's, there's really good, godly, Jesus-loving Presbyterians and, you know, Methodists out there that baptize babies that we would go, hey, we think scripturally you're wrong. And they would go, hey, we think scripturally you're wrong. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and so I think that's okay in that sense to where we go, all right, as long as, again, tier one, we're in agreement. All right, who's God? We're getting God right. We're getting the Bible right. We're getting the gospel right. Um, you said work together. Mm -hmm. I think even as a Baptist church, there's times where 
yes, we can work together on some things, but maybe no, we can't on other things. Right. You know, and um, just kind of thinking out loud, one of my areas I struggle with is like if we did a citywide crusade, uh-huh. you know, and we, we joined with uh, all the other churches in town. Okay, great. We want people to come to know Christ, but then I would, as the Baptist in the room, I go, I get everybody on follow-up, right? <laughs> like I, I get them all on follow-up because they need to get baptized as believers, right. you know? Yeah. And then they all may go, no, 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 no. We, we get them on follow-up, you know? And so there's those times where I, I just, the, the, the baptism part of me kind of creeps up into tier one. Sure. You yeah. know, and I'm like, ah, that's, that's where I'm like, I don't think we can maybe work on that situation because to me, follow up and them getting baptized as believers is going to be very important. Right. You know, and so there's, I think those, those kind of partnership things may be more of a case by case type situation yeah. and not just a cart, you know, well, Hey, let's just work together on everything. There may be some things where we go, eh, let's pause, you know? So, so what would be then? So tier one, God, Bible, gospel, Tier two, something like a baptism. Um, tier three, one of those where it's like, okay, just agree to disagree. You're still a part of maybe this local church. Yeah. You know, like it, it's not a distinctive that's going to separate us out from a local church. But what, what's a, maybe one of those issues? All right. Mel, Melchizedek. The identity of Melchizedek. <laughs> Melchizedek. If you, did, if you missed See last week's last episode, episode. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> um, but uh, another really good example of that would be perspectives on the end times. Okay. Uh, rapture, yeah. uh, nature of the millennial kingdom. Right. Some of, those, some of those things that are really tricky in scripture and maybe scripture isn't super clear on. Yeah. You know, and that there's room, there's room for disagreement and debate, right. you know, on, on how we would call those almost tertiary issues. You yeah. know, primary would be, you know, God, Jesus, gospel, Bible. Secondary would be something kind of important like baptism. Mm -hmm. I, I would say tertiary would be like, yeah, you know, the rapture, uh, probably um, kind of the nature of some of the spiritual gifts. Yeah, we'll talk about this about. later on in First Corinthians. There's, there are churches that really emphasize certain spiritual gifts, and there's other churches that have more the perspective that maybe those gifts don't function the same way that they did right. um, in Paul's day. So yeah. th that would be, I would say that would be a, a, a tertiary issue. We could have people that have different perspectives on that within, within yeah. one local church. Yeah, and I think like within our local church, we would have all kinds of different opinions yeah. of kind of, as you said, end time things, when the rapture is going to happen, millennial reign, you know, does Jesus come back before at the end, spiritual gifts, speaking in tongues, you know, because there again, you got people from different backgrounds coming in, just like the church of Corinth, <laughs> you got this melting pot. And, uh, and so some of those issues, that's not a, a salvation issue. Mm -mm. You know, and, and so that's where I could say you and I may even disagree on a lot of those, mm -hmm. uh, you know, on some of them for sure. Like I know, I mean, we'll, we'll just briefly get into it. Um, but like on the spiritual gifts, speaking in tongues, I know there, there would be a lot of folks in our church that are like what they would call sensationists, which those have ceased. Right. The miraculous sign gifts are done. Um, where I'm at, where I'm like, you know what, I, I'm more of a cracked position. And the way I explain that is every time you see a miraculous sign gift being done in the book of Acts, it precedes the gospel. 
Uh-huh. And so it happens and the gospel comes and that's kind of validating the word preached in a new at work area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hold to a position where I'm like, I don't think they've totally ceased because you talk to even some of our international missionaries from our mission board and they're in parts of our world that they're cracking the gospel in first time. And they'll tell you some stories where your hair will stand up. You yeah. know? And, you're like, you know, and so I'm thinking, hey, God's God and he can still do that. You know, and so I, I'm one where I'm not a hard line like it has stopped right totally and it can't happen where we might have some people take that position and we can go, OK, we still love Jesus. And we're just going to disagree on that, because like you said, Scripture's not super clear, mm-hmm. you know, so good. So in unity, did you have a different opinion on that? Or, or, no, no, I, I'm putting, actually, no, I'm putting you on the my spot. opinion, my opinion on that would be would be very similar to yours. Okay, good. Um, the, I, don't, uh, I don't know if we've ever talked about that, honestly. Um, the it, it's it's interesting because this actually this comes up frequently. Uh, surprising enough, uh, if you get in Facebook groups, yeah, um, on Facebook, like there's a lot of discussion that happens in, in in groups like that. Right. And so you know, I'm a part of a lot of worship leader groups. Yeah, yeah. And um, a lot of the really big, very popular worship songs right. are written by churches that are much more on the charismatic end of the spectrum. Yeah. And so yeah. for That's for good. churches that are more on the the more cessational end of the spectrum, right. there's always a dialogue going on as yeah. like, you know, is it okay that we do this music? Is it okay that we're following some of the teachings of these churches because right. they they practice the way they practice worship is very different, different than, than ours is yeah. is it still okay to sing the song you yeah, know so yeah. these yeah. are conversations that that happen all the time that right. i'm always a part of yeah. and i think that's good really the most important thing is to just um always be respectful sure yeah and that, i think that's the second step in pursuing unity so we we, we answer the doctrinal issues kind of thinking through those levels but the second part of of pursuing unity within a local church is pursuing relational unity, mm-hmm. you know? And so kind of you, you've brought it up. So let's, let's, how do we be respectful? Somebody we may disagree with, whether it's a tier three, tier two, tier one type thing. Yeah. Um, if a tier, if somebody's got a problem with a tier one issue, if they're, if they're calling into question, who God is, who Jesus is, what the gospel is, right. what the, what the Bible is. Um, they're a false teacher, mm-hmm. but they're also probably not saved. Okay. I would argue. Okay. I mean, if they, if they have strong opinions on one of those tier one issues, okay. Right. Um, how do we handle non-believers? Yeah. I think that's the thing is we handle them very respectfully. Right. You know, and we share the gospel with them. Yeah. You know, so like we say, we love and lead, you know, we're, we're loving them. They're people. They need the gospel. We're trying to lead them to Christ in that sense. Yeah. You know, there's a, we're going to talk about church discipline in a few weeks, but you know, in that, in, in Matthew 18, there's this moment when, when Matt, when Jesus is teaching and he says, you know, you know, there, there's, there's multiple stages to the process, but basically you get somebody who's just completely unrepentant. Well, then you treat them like a non-believer. Yeah. And, and, and usually when you read that in that mind, you're like, I don't want to have nothing to do with that person. Right. But think about like, how is the church called to, reach non-believers. Right. You That's know what good. I mean? We want to be constantly reaching out in love and yeah. respect. Yeah. We don't, we don't agree with teaching that we think is wrong. We don't endorse teaching that is contrary to what God teaches, right. to what the Bible teaches about who God is. Um, but we also don't have to call them names. Right. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, we, and we don't have to be ugly about it. Right. And I, I think that's it. Just just being being courteous. Um, I would in, uh, keep that sort of tier list in your mind of is this a is this a tier one issue? Is this a tier two issue? Is this a tier three issue? Mm -hmm. If if it's a tier two issue, be respectful of other members of the body of Christ that worship differently than we do. Right. That doesn't mean you have to go to their church. Yeah. It might mean you can't go to their church in good conscience. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean you have to be ugly about it. Right. To other people on the internet. Yeah. Um, if it's a tier three issue, all right, cut them some slack. Yeah. Tier three issues are tier three issues because right. there's room for us to disagree. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's really important. Um, be careful about throwing out the label false teacher. Mm -hmm unless you're talking about a tier one issue, if they're calling into question Jesus, the gospel, the yeah. Bible, like, like don't use that label right. with some, for somebody that's not trying to undermine the gospel. Yeah. Don't use that label on somebody where they have a, a tier three disagreement. Right. Um, and, uh, and then there's a, and then there's an H word that probably doesn't get thrown around a whole lot outside of arrogant seminary students, but we, you know, we're real quick to throw the word heretic out. Mm -hmm. We don't use that word unless it's somebody who's calling into question one of those tier one issues. Right. Who is God? Who is Jesus? What is the gospel? Yeah. Yeah. We, we save words like false teacher and heretic for things like that. Yeah. And then let's, and even then let's be respectful about it. Sure. Cause Jude tell in the book of Jude, you know, verse three, almost a chapter one, verse three, but there's only one chapter. So <laughs> verse three, <laughs> you know, he tells us to contend for the faith. And so there is time where you might have uh, somebody that is openly preaching falsely yeah. the Bible, Jesus, how to be saved, where we go, look, we, we can't partner with you. Right. We don't agree with this because like you've said, that's that tier one issue. I think in pursuing relational unity as well within a local church, we think of 1 Corinthians 12, and we'll obviously get there, uh, but that's talking about the body and how every part of the body needs the body. And so within a local church, we should have such unity that we rejoice with each other when we rejoice and we feel each other's pain and we feel each other's joy and, and that's having that relationship where, yeah, we're going to disagree about the rapture, but we're not going to fight about it. Or, right. you know, we're, that's not going to be that controversial because we just go, man, you're my brother in Christ. So, I mean, just to sum up everything you said, it's almost like, hey, be a decent human being to other human beings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and especially be a decent brother in Christ to other members of the body of Christ. Right. You know, right. You yeah. want to treat outsiders respectfully yeah. and you especially want to treat your brothers and sisters in Christ respectfully, yeah. Yeah. you know, and that's, and you can have respectful disagreements, right? It's yeah. okay to have, it's, it's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. If we're having those kind of disagreements, it's because we're engaged in those issues and we're reading our Bibles and yeah. we've got conviction and that's, that's okay. That's okay. Cause that, that's, that's the other part of unity that we don't talk about is when you pursue unity, expect disagreements. Right. I mean, like it's just going to happen. This yeah. shouldn't catch us off guard in a local church. Paul writes about it a lot <laughs> in first Corinthians and second Corinthians is there's just disagreements. It's going to happen. But again, that's where we pursue that relational unity with each other. And I think the, the, the final part of unity at the end of the day, what trumps it as well is 
is keep the mission the mission. Yeah. You know, so you're you're in the local church, your view on and we've we've used end time stuff a lot, but your view on speaking in tongues, that's not the mission of our church. Mm-hmm. That's not gonna trump what we're doing. You know, like the mission of our church is the, the great commission to make disciples. Right. Which we express that as loving and leading all people to a new life with Christ. Like that's part of unity where any of these tier two, tier three type issues start rising and we go, no, 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 no. Like agree, disagree, stay focused, <laughs> keep going, <laughs> keep reach people for Christ. Yeah. I think that's the key thing too, is because sometimes we can get sidetracked with, wait a minute, you said something about Melchizedek and who was that guy? You know, like, <laughs> perfectly okay to ask questions, but that's not a reason to divide a church or, right. you know, or yeah. over music. Right. You know, oh, we, um, we didn't even start talking about because, you know, because then there's there's another like category that we never even talked about. And that's preferences, preferences. Right. You know, yeah. and that that's not even like a, a doctrinal issue or a theological issue. Yeah. That's like a what do I like? Right. And so, yeah. So yeah. what color the carpeting is, yeah. whether the music's too loud or too quiet. Right. Those are all preferences. Yeah. And, and when it comes to preferences that we this probably needs to be another whole episode. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to preferences, what we need to do is Philippians two. Yes. Which is to always put the other person, right. put, put, put the other person above ourselves or right. put the other person's needs first. Yeah. But that's part of unity as well. Very I mean, much I think so. this is a good spot to kind of bring that up and land the plane because that's part of the relational unity we pursue with each other is to go and, and we'll use music since I've, I've, I've you know, I opened that door wide it's open. It's good. It's good. Um, one thing I, I appreciate about you and I've, I've tried to say this publicly before and I need to say it more is you work very hard at getting songs that align within the text and, and making it all flow, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you do a great job of it. And, but there are some songs I don't love we sing. Right. Like, I'm like, it's just not my, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't hit me. Right. You know? But I look around the room and I'm like, but man, that person's getting it. Yeah. And that person's getting it. And that person's getting it. And, and I may not love the song, but God's working in their heart. And so then I'm like, all right, cool. You know, God's working. Yeah. And, and but then the, it may, it may flip. You may mm. sing one that I love in Christ alone. <laughs> you know, I don't know who would not like in Christ alone, but let's just say for kicks and giggles, there's someone out there that does it. <laughs> and they're like, I don't like in Christ alone, but they look at me and they're like, boy, Lee's got two hands up. That's this right. Sunday. Man. All right. God's working in his life. That's part of relational unity yeah. in those preferences issues. Yeah. You know, that we can go, eh, I don't love it, but boy, God's working on their heart. And and, and I'm going to, I'm going to rejoice in that, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so good. So anything else wrapping up here with unity? I, I, the only other thing I would throw out there is be aware of the fact that um, we're living in a time uh, where politics has really crept into everything. Right. And, 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 and political views do influence influence your life. And there's going to be crossover between like some of your theological views and your political views. Like they, I mean, that they can't help but kind of influence each other. But I would just say, be really careful. Again, unity, you know, identifying the difference between something that's a, that's, that's a a core doctrinal issue or a secondary issue or a preference. Yeah. Um, just be willing to be respectful of other people. Right. If they're leaning more one way or the other in a, in a political way, 
that may have some influence on mm -hmm. some of their kind of theological issues and stuff and, yeah. and create room and space for that and be respectful of that uh, whenever you can. Yeah, good. And I'm going to end with this is unity doesn't mean you lose, you know, it, unity does not mean uniformity. Right. So when we say unify, that doesn't mean you lose your diversity. That doesn't mean you lose your individualism. Mm -hmm. You're still that person that God has created and made. Um, and so that's not like, hey, we, we you know, strip away all our preference issues. Right. <laughs> it's we're coming together for the one purpose of making disciples and leading people to Christ. You know, that's, that's the key part of unity. That's what it means to be a beautiful mess. Right. Yes. Very good tie-in. <laughs> awesome. No, we're going to land the plane on that one. I couldn't have said that one any better. All right. Time to take an invitation and, you know, do an invitation, take an offering up with that. But yeah. So we, we appreciate you joining us uh, this week again for our podcast. Uh, we are in, as Matt said, the beautiful mess series. And why we call that a beautiful mess is because in God's eyes as believers in Jesus, he sees us right now beautiful even though in our daily lives we're very messy. And so as we're moving through 1 Corinthians, we'd love to have you uh, in person if you're in our area, worship with us at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. Or maybe you're out of the area or just not comfortable coming to an in-person service right now, then join us online at our YouTube page or our Facebook page at 9 a.m. 10.30 a.m. Another great way is to hit subscribe here on our YouTube channel. That's going to keep you current with all of our digital content or subscribe there on your favorite podcast app. And that way you can stay up to date with everything with our sermons and podcasts and other videos there. So thank you again for joining us. Let us know if you have any questions you'd love for us to address during this series. We'd be more than happy to do that. All right. I hope you have a great week and God bless.